I wish with all my soul that the poor Negroes were all freed. It grieves my heart when I think that these, our fellow creatures, should be treated so terribly as they are by many of our countrymen. Letter from Martha Jefferson, age 14, to Thomas Jefferson, May 1787. On the subject of emancipation, I have ceased to think because it is not to be a work of my day. Letter from Thomas Jefferson, age 83, to William Short, January 1826. Part 1. Verena. 1789 to 1800. Chapter 1. 1789. Martha Jefferson had dreamed of Monticello all through the five years she'd spent in a French convent, while her father served as America's minister to France. In her dreams, Monticello had loomed above her as if it were the Earth's ultimate height. Its brightest place, its most fruitful garden. Always in her dreams, the forest was so green it shimmered. The vegetable garden sat heavy with melons and cucumbers and cabbage and squash. The orchard dropped blushing apples into her lap as she passed. Sunflowers rained over the lesser hyacinths and sweet peas and primrose in the flower beds. While curling around their little kingdom, the Blue Ridge Mountains formed a mystical protective wall. Now, as the carriage took the first turn in the roundabout, Martha saw nothing but bare red earth, naked branches, bitter wind, and after five years of absence, more than one untended sagging fence. The mountain had also grown dark. Sprinkled over these outer edges of the plantation sat the slave quarters of the field workers, and as Thomas Jefferson's carriage ascended, pockets of slaves began to approach it to follow it as if escorting him homeward, their laughing, weeping, joyful black faces pressing closer and closer to the carriage. Martha never saw such masses of Negroes in Paris. The few she had seen were free citizens of France, and the sight disconcerted her. The 12-year-old who'd left America for France might have thought these slaves' affection for their kind and generous master prompted this welcome but the 17-year-old now returning had to wonder if what she saw might in fact be relief. What if Thomas Jefferson had never returned? What if the poor creatures had gotten sold away from their families, sold out of the county, sold to the slave hell of a West Indian sugar plantation? Or maybe what Martha saw around her was hope. Just before they'd sailed for France, Virginia had passed a law that had, for the first time, allowed a master to free his slaves. These slaves would have heard of that law. Did they imagine that the man who had freed America from bondage might now free his slaves? In Paris, Martha had overheard her father telling his secretary, William Short, of his plan to convert certain of his choice slaves into free tenant farmers, and Short had leaped to endorse the scheme. The two men had talked it this way and that until it had seemed a real plan, prompting Martha to ask her father on the ship home which slaves he decided to set off on their own farms. This is an idea that will require greater thought, her father had said. Martha drew her mind from William Short and her gaze from the fearful hope she now believed she read in the faces outside the carriage. 
She stared instead at the two faces that sat in the opposite seat. Her 11-year-old sister Mary, whom they'd begun to call Maria in France, and the 16-year-old Negro Sally Hemings. But this sight couldn't cheer her either, as the two girls shared a similar face. Thomas Jefferson had inherited the Hemings family on the death of his father-in-law, John Wales. Their privileged status before and since had only confirmed rumors that these pale Negroes were indeed the offspring of John Wales and his slave, Betty Hemings, which made Sally Hemings Martha's and Maria's aunt. Yes, Maria's skin was linen white and her curls auburn, while Sally's skin was the color of dusk and her hair long and straight and black. But both shared the same delicate symmetrical features of Martha's dead mother. Martha glanced sideways at her father. Did he see his wife's face in these two sitting opposite? Did he ever think of Sally as his wife's sister 